This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you are listening to Wellness Lehigh Valley. I am your host, Sally Handlin. Wellness is important to a balanced lifestyle, and more and more, we as humanity are figuring out how certain elements can lead to positive results, from mental health to the environment, including all things that can affect your wellness. I am happy to invite you into our conversations on ways to improve or think differently about wellness in the Lehigh Valley. And this evening's program, I'm really excited to bring my guest to you. Peter Yenowine is with me, and he is responsible for a healing garden that was just inaugurated in the last month or so mm-hmm. at Lehigh Valley Hospital's south campus of the Muhlenberg Center. But before I let you talk with Peter or listen to Peter, I want to give you a little history about healing gardens because you may not be aware of their importance over the centuries to us as humans. The concept of healing gardens dates back to ancient civilizations where the connection between nature and well-being was deeply ingrained. In medieval monasteries, for instance, gardens were cultivated for both nourishment and solace, fostering an environment conducive to physical and spiritual healing. By the 18th century, hospital gardens had become an integral component of European medical institutions, providing patients with fresh air, sunlight, and a serene atmosphere to aid them in their recovery. And more closer to home, in 18th century Bethlehem, the Moravian apothecary opened its doors. This was a time when few doctors in the colonies had medical degrees. Moravian Bethlehem was the exception. They compounded herbal medicines, powders, pills, ointments, and syrups out of plants picked from the apothecary garden, which exists today behind the Moravian bookstore. However, as healthcare evolved and urbanization intensified, the focus on nature within medical settings gradually waned. The mid-20th century witnessed a shift towards sterile and clinical environments, leaving little room for green spaces. However, the pandemic brought us to again learning the importance of nature to our human healing. Being outside renews our spirits, encourages us to look beyond our immediate circumstances. It allows us to process difficult feelings in a judgment-free zone. And so tonight we're going to talk to you about this new healing garden that is now in the Bethlehem area at the Shanersville Road side of uh, Lehigh Valley Hospital. It's actually the south campus of that. And Peter, I want to at least share with our listeners a little bit of your background and then have you add to it. Is that okay? Just fine. Peter is president and chief designer of Crystal Signatures in Bethlehem. He was a master designer at Steuben Glass and director of designs for the Franklin Mint. He is a world-renowned crystal designer and has collaborated with seven different presidential administrations, including work for the Obama White House. His designs can be seen in private collections and major museums throughout the world. We are so fortunate, Peter, to have you and Crystal Signatures in the Lehigh Valley. Can you share, you guys have been busy since the late 1990s in the Lehigh Valley. How has your world expanded? What's, what's been going on with Crystal Signatures? The world has expanded, although we're still one of the best-kept secrets in the Lehigh Valley. 
<clears throat> which I'm not sure why, but in any event, we we love the Lehigh Valley. We love Bethlehem, and uh, there's so many things that we tell people that between the uh, people, the music, the restaurants, it's a real gem. And so, and we happen to have two of the, I think they're in the top 10 or 20 hospitals in the country right here in Bethlehem. So medicine has always been a priority of this area and Absolutely. particularly Bethlehem. And it all started with the, the Moravians, which I wasn't aware of till I decided that I thought I'd take a concrete it was labeled a healing garden, a healing garden made of concrete. And when I was wheeled out there the first time to use it as a patient, I thought, concrete doesn't have anything to do with healing. And I thought, this is just crazy. However, <clears throat> you're a patient and you do what you have to do. But it was upon leaving after I had done my rehab, before I got to the door, I thought, I'll bet my room has already been sanitized. There's already someone been moved in. Those therapists and nurses are already in there. The person was is about as happy as I was. <laughs> They're in pain. They know you're going to cause more pain. And I really thought, how do those nurses and therapists just go right back in and start with a new patient? And I thought, I've got to figure out some way to thank them because my care was just spot on. And I told them I'd get out early and because I said, tell me what I have to do and I'll be your poster boy. And uh, I made it out two weeks earlier than they had said. That's terrific. Well, I was very proud, too. Yeah. <laughs> so any event, I got home, and I said to my wife, I've got to be able to do something to thank these people. And uh, she said, well, why don't you call Angelica? And I thought, who's Angelica? Well, Angelica, we thought, had been president of a local garden club. Turns out she was not, but she was certainly the spirit of the garden club. And so I called her and just vaguely told her what I was thinking about doing. And she said, well, let's go look at it. So she came over to the south entrance, and we sat in the concrete healing garden. Had <laughs> <laughs> those normal coal feelings. That seems like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Well, it is definitely an oxymoron, <laughs> and, and almost every surface could hurt you. So it was like, wow. any event, it took about two seconds for her to say, I would love to be involved. And she said, if you took and checked the boxes for our mission statement with a garden club, you've checked all the boxes with this project. Yeah. And then she said, and I fortunately we have over four master gardeners between the garden clubs here in the Lehigh Valley. And she had spoken to all of them. All of them wanted to be part of it. And it, I've said this when we opened up or had the unveiling or whatever it was a week or so ago, was that anyone I talked to about this project said, how can I be involved? What can I do? And so we're going to add music, and, and when you see the—well, I'll talk to you about the fountain later. Okay. But in any event, everyone has wanted to contribute, and I think that's why we wanted to name it the Community Health Garden because people came from all over, including—I'm on uh, the board of the Lehigh Valley Rhododendron Society, which most people don't know exists. I didn't know that either. However, the members are the ones who propagate all of the plants— and so when they had their plant sale, these are unique rhododendrons in the world. Uh -huh. And so the gardens in Lehigh Valley are really very special. Most people say, oh, it's a rhododendron, if they know anything. And they say, well, but when you look closely, they're just extraordinary. And I asked if we could donate three to this healing garden. The answer was immediately yes. And they're planted, and I can't wait to see what they look like, because when you propagate something, you're never quite sure 
what it's going to come out. You've taken, sure. like anything else, you take the best gene pool and you try and put it together. So mm-hmm. they should be spectacular rhododendron, which will come out in the spring. So the ribbon cutting was actually two to three weeks ago for this garden, this healing garden. So it'll be this coming spring that everything should come to bloom, correct? Well, uh, yes. However, uh, right now, one of our master gardeners is also a volunteer for Historic Bethlehem. Okay. And Historic Bethlehem wanted to be part of it, and she wanted to be part of it, and she brought up the fact that they had had apothecary mm-hmm. that opened in, I think it was 1741. And also, as, as you go any newsstand, you see all of the magazines are about health, wellness, eating well, blah, 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 as contemporary thoughts. And, it's, it's, taken, it's taken our top of mind. Oh, my Lord. <clears throat> the Moravians realized that they needed to know more and literally brought over a physician from Germany back in the early 1700s. And lo and behold, upon arriving and so forth, they see all these young men just carrying on and playing most of the day. And he's saying, no, 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 no. You're going to do a half a quart of wood every day before you do anything else. And you girls are going to, instead of watching them, you're going to run for that same amount of time. So he started physical fitness, and then he realized at the first dinner, you people need to change what you're eating. And so, in any event, so it was the first for being completely aware of your health, your environment, what you're putting in your body, and how you're using your body. And everyone thinks this is a contemporary thoughts now, and people are excited about it, and I'm going... The Moravians have been doing it for centuries. Yeah, so. the, the Moravians were definitely ahead of their time. I remember having Historic Bethlehem on this show and them talking about how their first hospitals would open up the windows to get air circulating, Yes, which was something that was a foreign concept. You know, That's everybody right. closed down when there was sickness and kept the breeding going Germs. on. Germs. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because at an early meeting, someone in the back of the meeting was coughing. And the doctor said, excuse me, can you come forward, please? And he brought this person forward, and he said, go through that door, cross the hall. There's another door. Go in. You'll find a comfortable chair. Sit down. I'll be in to get you later. He was the first one that separated someone ill from the populace. Mm -hmm. So all the plagues and so forth wouldn't have happened or wouldn't have been anywhere near as severe if people had taken whoever was sick and isolated him from the rest of the group. Right. So that was, again, a Moravian contribution to our well-being. Yeah. Oh. So any of it, it's been thrilling to learn all of that and to realize how anxious they are to be part of it. So we're going to label all of the medicinal plants. You'll see mm-hmm. where they are. Then you'll <clears throat> we'll have a QR code so you'll know how to, say, plant them in your own yard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. That's terrific. And, you know, listeners, we're going to take a short break shortly, but listen to this. This is history that weaves its way throughout our Lehigh Valley. Peter is just sort of capitalizing on it with bringing a modern healing garden to one of our institutions. And I will tell you, I have gone to that healing garden, and I went at night, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but it's it's spectacular. So, Continue, please, to listen. Continue, please, to be with us as we take our short break. You are listening to Wellness Lehigh Valley with our guest, Peter Yenowine, President and Chief Designer of Crystal Signatures. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Weekend Edition Saturday is a well-rounded news talk program about the economy, music, literature, and more. Join host Scott Simon and company as they discuss the latest events happening around the world. Start your weekend off with great programming beginning with Weekend Edition Saturday at 8 a.m., followed by NPR's Fresh Air Weekend at 10 a.m., and great folk, blues, and Americana on All Reed Street at 11 a.m., all here on WDIY. Welcome back to our Wellness Lehigh Valley Discourse Program. We are talking about the Lehigh Valley Health Network's Healing Garden with our guest, Peter Yanawine. And as he mentioned in the first half, our first healing garden in Bethlehem was created almost 280 years ago through the Moravians' apothecary garden. Before break, we were talking about the garden, some of the collaborators with Peter. This was Peter's idea after recuperating or in the recuperative process, and he has a number of people that have joined in this effort, but there's one very special part of this garden that I would like Peter to talk about, and that is the crystal fountain. <laughs> and and where did that concept come from, and, and boy, is that gorgeous. Well, as, as you can imagine, to start on a project of trying to create a healing garden in a space that is all concrete, my first thought was, I'm going to have to design a fountain to be in there because I think there's something very healing about moving water and so forth. So meanwhile, we had met with the president, uh, Bob Biglione, who was so supportive and immediately understood what we could be trying to do and that hopefully that would end up that way meaning a, a genuine healing garden. He said, but Peter, just keep me posted. I said, okay, fine. So we started, and I started immediately on the fountain, and I had the master gardeners working that into their plan so that we'd know where the fountain would be and so forth. And yet, be, remembering that the president said, please keep me posted, I gave him a call because I was putting together the quote to uh, actually build the fountain. And he said, whoa, stop right there. And I said, what do you mean? He said, no moving water in a hospital setting. I, you could have knocked me over. I and guess. I know you have the expression, a buzzkill. <laughs> it, it was major league. But because I'm a designer, I thought it only really hurt for about 12 hours. And then I thought, wait a minute. I think I'll design one out of glass. And so I thought, that'll do it. And so I started with conceptualizing. Then we have a wonderful hot glass facility down at ArtsQuest. And it worked with Dennis Gardner down there. And I called and said, I want to do this. So in the way it usually works, I go down and I show them drawings of what I want to do. And we talk about it. And so we made uh, two or three components of what would be the crystal fountain. is where I could take and put it in a bucket with sand to hold them up. And then I called, I called him Big Bob, Bob okay. Biglione. There were so many Bobs that I had to distinguish them. <laughs> identify the, the chief. Anyway, so I said, I, I need you to take a look at something. So he came down, and he took a look at the prototype, and he said, Peter, I have three things to say. That is awesome. So I thought, oh, we got the approval. So I kept going on the, the concept, and then we made the fountain out of crystal. And I dare say when you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned at night. Oh, yes. When you drive up, I mean, you look in, and you can see it from just literally in front of the building. And it definitely looks like there's a water fountain in there but from that distance. Mm -hmm. However, as you go in and sit down, it doesn't disappoint you. It's, no, it doesn't. Uh, I, I see people day and night sitting in those benches just 
at peace. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, all right, we, as, as my uh, brothers used to say, well, Peter, you did good. <laughs> so any event, it's, it's become a major feature, and um, I'm very proud of it. So. And, and one of the things the press release also indicated is that there's going to be some music and maybe like r- running water music or something, some yes, soothing I, music. Because the Healing Garden has taste, smell, touch, feel. I thought that we got to, I'm going to add to the, there's a, a, a coffee shop right there, and add some cup of uh, Grandma Starbucks chicken noodle soup. So the things have some suit and go out. But because I wanted to add sound, and there's something so beautiful about running water, <clears throat> that we're adding that so that when you walk near the fountain, it'll automatically come on. And oh, then, nice. then we're going to have a little keypad where you can select the music. And uh, I think there's, there's a, a water opera or water music that is just gorgeous. And so, so it'll help with meditation and with just relaxing. Sure, there's some nature scapes out there yes. that um, you know are amazing pieces of, of music to have in the background. Um, when I visited, the, the music wasn't connected yet, and I was just awed by the, by the beauty and, and the light within the, the crystal fountain. And I can imagine how I have to go back then when the music well, is Well, you, you definitely need to go back. But I actually was at a, the Rhododendron Society plant sale and was talking to Andrea, who is the director of the Industrial Museum where we have it. And um, I telling her, she said, what are you, you working on now? And I told her about it. And she said, gee, why don't you talk to Joe? And I said, Joe who? And she said, Joe Wagner. And I said, well, why would I talk to Joe Wagner? He said, well, he's a musician and he's a sound engineer. Nice. Said, oh, wow. I said, well, how do I get a hold of him? She said, well, walk across there. He's standing there. So I went across, introduced myself, told him what it was about. He immediately wanted to come and see it. He immediately wanted to be part of it. And yet the supply chain is holding us up. But he has put together a, a system that someone will go in, there'll be a little keypad, and they can select, I think, four different music as well as the water music. So yeah. it should be really a wonderful space to go and just chill. Right. And as I recall, the space is open to anyone, correct? Not just yes. to patients that are at the Muhlenberg campus. Oh, absolutely. And of course, families come to visit. So it makes a perfect space. I will go back for a second that that not only am I a designer, but I'm fortunate enough to have my own facility. So when I went back to the office and I said, we're going to do a fountain. And of course, everyone went, what? And uh, then we went to Dennis Gardner, he was very enthusiastic. I showed him the drawings we wanted to do. So fortunately, Crystal Signatures backed me in well, they better. Pr- <laughs> producing it. And so, in fact, I was so excited about the way it was coming out conceptually that I thought, if all hospitals cannot have ro- moving water, right. why don't I try and patent this so that another hospital could call and we'd say, no problem. Yeah. So in any case, we, we have gone through the whole process, and it now has patent pending which means they've done all the research and there shouldn't be any reason we don't get the patent, but that'll be uh, another, another step aspect. for Crystal Signatures to produce uh, waterless fountains. So, 
Okay, so let's spend a couple of minutes here on crystal signatures, because okay. when you did your intro, you talked about sort of a little known fact of crystal signatures being here in the valley. And, you know, maybe more world recognition of your, your town. Let's talk to our listeners about crystal signatures, the type of work that you're doing. When I looked at your website, it said that you have kept alive the ancient art of cutting and polishing crystal to create unmatched brilliance and beauty by using the natural elements of the earth. So tell our listeners what you do. It's not 3D printing. It's, you know, no, it's, no, no, no. And so, you know, let them know and appreciate the value of crystal signatures here. Well, actually, crystal signatures, we have two patents on how we do it because it is the only crystal facility in the world that produces fine crystal the way we do. But you're right. We take get the material melted for us in different bars, rods, whatever shape I want. Then we cut, grind, and polish. And it's, it's all the same old steps as back in, since glass was first discovered. Uh -huh. However, I've added diamond to the surface rather than steel and abrasive. And so the diamond does a much more precise job of cutting and we get perfect surfaces and then obviously they polish perfectly. So it's a, we can laminate by taking a colored glass and because it, we can get a perfect surface, we can laminate that on the crystal so that in a certain view, the clear crystal becomes filled with a color. And so it's a very unique operation and we're very proud of it, but it's, and also because we primarily work as a custom house. So someone comes and they need something, then we design it to reflect them. And, and mainly the, the, the main uh, focus is corporate gift where mm -hmm. the chairman's award, the president's circle, the top salesman. But we design it so it reflects the company, not us. Because you know that there's some companies that have very, very huge reputations and people go, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then they have two reactions. How come they're give me that one they give me the money yeah. <laughs> and, and so you know, there, there are problems whereas a company using us they say it was commissioned for well, us by us and it's unique to them and so the meaning of the gift becomes much more important well i must admit that i have a crystal signatures award from lehigh valley economic development corporation that there i treasure <laughs> and I, when i look at it in the sun i do see different shades of uh, yellows and oranges, and it's just beautiful. Well, it's, I call it, it's the only kinetic material you can work with. I mean, you look at a beautiful bronze, it's a beautiful bronze, and it never looks really any different. Right. Whereas crystal, you move your head a millimeter, and you see something different. So it's, it's been a fabulous material to work with as a designer, because I've got the hot fluid organic state, which the fountain is, mm -hmm. And then it's cut cold and prismatic the way diamonds are. So, and, and what are some of the maybe more unique shapes, Peter, that you've worked with over the years? I know you did a bowl for Madeline Albright, correct? No, actually, I did a lion for oh, Madeline oh, Albright. Oh, you did? Okay. With all state gifts, it's hush-hush. Yeah. Okay. And we can't say anything about it. But the other reason they come to us is that they know I'll design it for whatever Madeline Albright was trying to accomplish okay. or the president was trying to accomplish. And I remember when uh, we did a piece for President Clinton, who was taking it to the king of Thailand, recognizing his 50th year on the throne. So I did a, a piece that had a motif of acorns and, and oak leaves, 
as being a, a traditional tree of the U.S. But then I laminated gold on the bottom of it so that as the piece curved towards the top, it seized the bottom. So it was like in a beautiful golden cage. Uh, President Clinton liked it so much that he had it set up in, when the plane landed in the cap, on the West Coast. Then they went to Guam. He had it set up in his thing, his room in Guam. Then they went to Thailand, had it set up again. And then against protocol, he took camera people in to photograph him presenting it to the king because he wanted to send me a photograph. So... Oh, Peter. That's, that's, uh, that's exciting. Well, I mean, everything that goes out the door has kind of a wonderful story. And so, yeah. and everybody there is proud of what goes out the door. So, Well, and listeners, you should be proud that we have crystal signatures here in the Lehigh Valley. And unfortunately, Peter, our time is closing. We've been able to share the healing garden and we've been able to share a little bit about crystal signatures. So listeners, please take the time to look that up. Both go to the Healing Garden and go to the website of Crystal Signatures and learn more about what they have to offer. Peter, thank you so much. It was so great seeing you and having you on this show. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sally. And you've been an important part of the Valley and for getting information out. And we've known each other since we... Since you first arrived. Yeah, we arrived in 97. Yeah. And so yeah. hasn't it been fun? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Peter, again, and thank you, listeners, for making time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. I am Sally Hanlon, and this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on Wellness Lehigh Valley. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.